You can stay standing with me as I read my scriptures. If you would follow me into the way of the donkey. Starting in Zechariah 9 and 9. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, thy king cometh unto thee and unto thee. He is just and having salvation. Lowly and riding upon an ass and upon a colt, the foal of an ass. Then follow me to John chapter 12, starting at verse 12. On the next day, much people that were coming to the feast, when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, took branches of palm trees and went forth to meet him and cried, Hosanna, blessed is the king of Israel that cometh in the name of the Lord. And Jesus, when he had found a young ass, sat thereon, as it is written, Fear not, daughter of Zion, behold, thy king cometh, sitting on an ass's colt. You can be seated. It's very important to understand that it's absolutely no accident that Jesus came to Jerusalem, the holy city, riding upon a donkey. It wasn't an accident that that was prophesied and that that didn't came forth. It wasn't an accident that our God, robed in flesh, came into the holy city. That was him introducing himself to the world. That was an introducing that it's not an accident they came riding on a donkey. Because at this time in history, if you study, you'll understand that much of this world here, especially the Mediterranean coast area where he was, everything from Greece, Italy, around to the current Israel, even in northern Africa, was all Roman Empire. It was all Roman ruled. And that was considered the heart of the civilized world. That was the height of civilization. They were it. They were the cream of the crop. They were the top. So this is where the civilized world resided in. Everything back then carried meaning. We know in the Bible names carried great meaning. They weren't just picked like we tend to do now. They had meaning. Buildings and architecture had meaning. And at this time, animals all symbolized something. People understood it. They knew it. They understood what each animal symbolized and what it meant. So if you understand that going in, you understand it's no accident that our God came riding on a donkey. Because in this civilized We'll say that part of the world. The people that consider them to be the best. Donkeys were considered lowly creatures. They were work creatures. They symbolized service, suffering, and peace. That's what donkeys represented them. They were not highly regarded. They were things that simply got a job done, but they weren't something that was sought after. The animals that carried great value to the people at this time were horses, mainly. Horses in all their glory and their beauty and grace as they moved. Those were what were considered elegant creatures and things that were symbolizing war, conquering, wealth, and pride. That's what horses symbolized when our God came on a donkey that symbolized service, suffering, and peace. There's a direct contradiction in what they considered great and what our God rode in on. It wasn't an accident. That he chose the way of the donkey. But in the rest of what we call the uncivilized world, which was anything outside of Roman rule, they accepted the donkey as a royal creature. They valued its service. They valued its suffering. They valued its ability to endure. And it was a royal animal in all of the uncivilized world. So Jews, God's people being under Roman rule at this time, they understood and they accepted and adopted a lot of Roman thinking, 
but they still knew the prophecy that came forth in Zechariah. They still knew that it was promised that their God, their king, wouldn't come in triumphantly with horses and chariots. He would come in riding on a donkey. So they still knew that even though they were living in this world that did not understand that. So understand that going into this, that they knew it, but they were living in a world that did not know that. So when Jesus came in on a donkey, instead of a horse, it symbolized several things to not only the people that were in Jerusalem that day, but to us today. It was to show us some things. So first it signaled that he was the Messiah, that he was the promised king, that he was riding in that day into Jerusalem on a donkey to fulfill his word. Because we know his word cannot and will not return void. So it was prophesied it had to happen. He rode in on a donkey to fulfill his word. It symbolized also that he was not confined to the conventions of this world. He didn't care what the world thought was great. He said, this is what I'm choosing to do. And I am God and that matters. It also symbolized that he came not as a conquering king to subjugate the lowly. When they came in with their horses and chariots, it was when they conquered a people, and it was to show their might, to show their power, and to show that they were better than them, that they were in control of them. But no, he rode in in peace to serve and to save the lost. So it had meaning. And finally, it symbolized that he came to save the whole world. He didn't come just to save a few chosen, special ones. He came to save the whole world. He didn't need what the world thought a king could come in. He said, I'm king of all the world, and I choose the way of the donkey. So it was showing just how much Jesus truly values the lowliest of creatures. We know that he keeps his eye on the sparrow. He knows the number of the hairs on our head. Jesus knows the lowliest of information, the lowliest of creatures, and he values it. And in turn, he values the lowliest of us. Because sometimes we look at ourselves, and especially in this current world, where everything's a comparison against something that's to be strived for. And we can compare ourselves and look at ourselves in that reflection, and we can say, what are we? What do we have to offer? But God's looking at you, and he was looking at you that day in Jerusalem when he came in on that donkey to say to you that I know how you see yourself, but I value you. I can use what you have to offer whether you think it's lowly or not because he values those with a meek heart and a humble posture. That's what God's looking for. Follow me back into scripture. Matthew eleven twenty nine. 29. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me for I am meek and lowly in heart. Who's meek? Jesus is Jesus saying I'm meek and lowly in heart and you should find rest unto your souls. Proverbs eleven two. When pride cometh, then cometh shame. But with the lowly is wisdom. There's wisdom in being humble and lowly. Psalms 138 and 6. Though the Lord be high, yet hath he respect unto the lowly. But the proud he knoweth afar off. If you want to know God, you got to follow the way of the donkey. He knows the others are lowly. Ephesians 4, starting at... Verse 2, with all lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Donkey symbolized peace. He is the prince of peace. He came the way of the donkey. 
Colossians 3 and 12. Put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, and long-suffering. If you want to be holy and beloved of God, you're to find yourself with a humble spirit, a meekness, long-suffering. You better follow the way of the donkey. I read these verses, and there are many more if you want to look, I promise you, to show us that God has always sought a people that have attributes in common with the donkey. He's not looking for horses. He's not looking for thoroughbreds, and you don't have to be that. You don't have to come from a great breeding lineage. You don't have to come with great fanfare and triumph. He's looking at you, and he's saying, I see you, and I see you in your lowliness. If you'll humble yourself before me, I can use that. You can carry me with you. So he's looking. He's looking for people with the attributes of the lowly donkey who what? Don't resemble the things this world holds valuable. That's an important attribute of a donkey. It's stubborn. It doesn't care. It doesn't care what's going around. They're stable. The road can be rocky. They can walk right on the edge of a mountain cliff. They don't care. They don't notice what's around them. It's important. You can't be what the world might call great. He's not looking for a proud people or people who could be looked at as worthy of his salvation. For if we're worthy in ourselves, what have we need of him? He's looking for the lowly. He's looking to go the way of the donkey. He's looking for a people who know they are nothing without him. Your failure has taught you that you are nothing without your God. Don't devalue your failure and your shortcomings. That's something that shows God is the one who will lift you up, not you and yourself. For people, God's looking for people who will serve with meekness, humbleness. Here's a good one. Endure suffering. In this world right now, we're going to have to endure some suffering because the world doesn't understand. They don't understand why we would choose the way of the donkey. So we're going to have to endure some suffering because of what we choose to follow. But stick with it and keep the peace. We're not to contradict, to fight, to blow up at them. We're to keep the peace and carry the load to the end. That's what we're called to do. Carry the load. Carry the gospel of Jesus Christ. We are the donkeys that he's riding on now. We're to carry his gospel to a world that is lost, to a world that has failed. That's what they're looking for. They don't need triumphant. They don't need fanfare. They need somebody who understands what they're going through in the lowliness and meekness of our heart. Let's choose the way of the donkey.